This is Aikido Discuss, your weekly Aikido podcast where we discuss the joys, pain, torment, sorrow of the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, located in Fresno, California, and with me today is... Joshua Teehee, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And I'm Maya Solano-McDaniel, and I'm a third Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. So today we are talking about Joshua... Ukemi. Okay. <laughs> <Ukemi. laughs> <laughs> what it is, uh, what it is not, what people might think it is, why it's important, all that good stuff. I mean, it is the, you know, if you look at Aikido, it is one of two things that we, we do, right? Like there's the, it's an entire role in in the studying process, right? right. So you're Nage and then Uke. And there are things that you need to know as Uke. Um, to keep yourself safe. So, I mean, it is uh, of the utmost importance whether people maybe realize it or not. It's definitely not necessarily the thing that people might put on the forefront of what they want to learn. So when you go, you talk about Aikido, it's like, you know, no one's going to be like, oh, I want to learn how to take a high fall. I mean, maybe someone. Uh, But for the most part, it's not. But yet, it's probably the thing that, the single greatest thing you will use in your daily life right um to keep yourself so safe and, and so i think like it's a good point to point out is that aikido we tend to look at like oh when i'm studying aikido i'm learning to be nage i'm learning to throw people and all this and that's true that is half of what we do in aikido the other half of what we do in aikido is we learn to safely fall that is a practice in and of itself so there are two roles trained in aikido uke and nage and for most people starting out, especially if you're young, your practice of uke and, and taking ukimi is going to be much more important because that's what you're going to do. That's how you're going to progress in the art is you're going to take a lot of really good ukimi for, for high-level instructors and you're going to learn to fall safely and do all this important stuff. So we tend to not look at it. And then when you're looking at the practicality of Aikido, it's like, uh, you know, like, oh, well, Aikido people can't throw good or whatever it is people have to say about it. But everyone recognizes that Aikido people can fall really well, and that is a way more practical, useful skill than any other martial arts teaching that I'm aware of because I don't fight seven ninjas on a regular basis. I don't go get in street fights on a regular basis. However, I do slip and fall right. probably once a week, you know? <laughs> and so, really? Wow. <laughs> people might. I see right, what you're saying. Right, right, right. The, right. Uh, you know, and especially as <coughs> you age um, – you know, you find yourself, I'm coming down the stairs at night, uh, and there have been times when I have, uh, you know... Had to take a little Kimmy? Right, and, and <laughs> the, it, it's an important thing. And even more practical than that, you know, um, the story I like to tell about the time that Aikido was most useful in my life, I was on my bicycle uh, and riding uh, to work, and a car pulled out in front of me, and there was an accident, and I... Uh, flew off of my bike, or I tossed my bike aside, kind of, as I was coming off of it, and took a really nice roll, and just popped back up, surveyed the situation, and uh, was completely okay. Didn't, you know, smash my head against the ground, didn't smash my arms, uh, break a wrist, any of that kind of stuff. Um, Just got up, and, and it was no problem, and that was complete. Like, if you had seen it from the outside, I don't know, I, I, I couldn't see it from outside <laughs> my body. It probably looked, would have looked like a really sweet roll that we would do in Aikido, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And that's a stupid thing if you're talking about like, oh, what did you learn in Aikido? Or when has, have you ever used it practically? That might seem stupid, but it kept me from being dead. Right, right. <laughs> you right. know? And we, uh, there was another uh, student that we had, same kind of thing. He was someplace, and a car backed up into him. Like hit was, him. Hit him. And he did the same thing. He just, as the car was coming in, he felt it. He just sort of rolled over the you know, bumper or whatever. Again, completely okay. It was, it was great. That was Mike Jensen. And, and after he brought in his shirt, he was wearing a work shirt, you know, a button-up dress work shirt. He brought it into class, and he's like, look. And it's got, like, lines at a diagonal across his back, you know. And he's like, when I hit the thing. ground, I did a perfect roll, and I popped right up, and I was okay. You know, he's like, had a couple little bruises, but a car hit me. That's pretty good for a car hitting me. So that's a super practical skill. And it's like, you know, when people like to talk about, you know, like, you know, there's there's – been some heated discussion lately you know so so we've really been pushing forth this idea that aikido is not a martial art about dominating and i don't think it's our idea i think if you read any of the old aikido literature it's like you know aikido is the martial art without attack aikido is not about dominating someone you know um you can't dominate a car if a car is coming right, at you right. you have to find harmony with the car because you're not going to out muscle it you're not going to to run such a good line that the car is deflected off of you that's not going to happen right same, same with the ground yeah exactly right yeah and then that's another good point you know i think um a perfect analogy for, for Aikido is the way we handle the ground. You're never going to dominate the ground. The planet Earth is bigger and greater than you. And so you can get as yoked as you want. You can study the best martial arts. You can do whatever you want. You're not going to dominate the Earth, right? So even today with all the technology we have, it's hard for us to bore over like, you know, 300 feet in the ground or something. I don't know what the number is. There's some geologist going to be like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But like we can't go very deep in the ground, even with all our technology now. So the Earth is a big, powerful thing. If you're flung at the ground, you cannot dominate the ground. However, you can make an accord with the ground and you can roll in a way that you don't get hurt. Right. Uh, really quickly before we move on, I wanted to ask, can we just provide a definition of ukeme for people just in case? So like a lot of people hear this word all the time in context, um, but you know maybe are hearing it differently depending who they're talking to right. and so just the definition that we're basing things off of, and I would think For hopefully everybody is, has a Yeah, I mean, I think, I think most Aikido schools have a really similar definition. So, so literally the word means to receive with the body, to receive something with the body. Um, the something we're talking about is force of some sort. Um, there's basically three things you can do. Um, well, two real things you can do with the force. So um, it, when force comes into my body, I can channel the force in a way that um, doesn't affect me. So we say this in like uh, Fudo no Shise, like, uh, like uh, when I receive force, I cannot be moved by it because I send it into the ground or I send it into some kind of yeah, way that makes it. the, yeah, ground it. Or I make the person who's pushing do it in a way that they cannot make much force, right? And so this is all a way to, to take ukimi, which is to kind of neutralize the force being put into me um, by one of a, several ways of like moving and using the body. Um, uh, another way we might talk about ukimi is when the force overcomes me, um, how I can safely move with the force, right? So, you know, if someone was trying to throw me down into the ground, how can I uh, make an accord with the ground in a way that uh, the ground doesn't do any damage to me? I don't take a lot of impact. So I redistribute the force being applied to my body in a way that doesn't smash me and break me on the ground. So that's um, our rolls and yeah. high balls. Um, and, and that's the two kinds of things I do. I channel the energy, and then I, I move with the energy. And then also when you hear the word ukemi, 
Um, we're also talking about the way you receive techniques in the practice of Aikido and being an uke is the guy who receives the technique. So there's the nage or the tori, depending on the style you study, the person who's doing the techniques and then there's the person who receives the techniques and that's the uke. And so also when you hear ukimi being stated, we're talking about ways that you receive techniques in Aikido. So basically three things, how you channel force so it doesn't hurt you, how you move with force so it doesn't hurt you. Uh, and how you take Aikido techniques, the way in which you take Aikido techniques. And I think if you think um, about that, you know, the, the Nage and Uke, I think it's the, that relationship is really interesting because I think a lot of people um, might put an emphasis on one over the other. And I think if you do, you do that at your own detriment in terms of, of learning because um, you're going to get stuff on both sides right and we've often talked about this how uh sort of we the the nage the uke nage relationship is is flipped in a lot of ways from other traditional martial arts in that um you know the the nage generally is going to be in a training situation the higher ranking student is going to be the um, nage first and i think what ends up happening with that is uh some bad some technique that feels Bad, and the reason it feels bad is not a um, a problem with the technique being done. It's a problem with the ukimi being given. Right. Um, and that's because the other person just maybe doesn't understand. Right. And right. in a lot of traditional other martial arts, you know, the the high ranking student teacher would actually take uh, the technique first um, because he understands how to give the appropriate energies, the appropriate force. Right. You know, it, this might be, I don't know if this is hard for people to, to get a grasp on it. Like, if you haven't done a lot of martial arts, it might be kind of hard to, to figure out what's being said here. But basically, you know, techniques only work in a certain situation. You know, so if their body is configured in a certain way, this technique becomes available to you. Um, if the body's not like that, then the technique's not available to you and you'd have to force the technique. So in traditional Japanese martial arts, regularly the high-ranking student is the one who takes the ukimi because they know how to provide the right kind of attack for the technique that they're talking about. And in Aikido, a lot of times you have brand new people doing this, and so it, it makes Nage's role kind of confusing because the right kind of attack's not given. And we were talking earlier about Ikkyo and how, you know, uh, if you can't control the underside of the arm in Ikkyo, uh, a lot of the techniques don't really work. And so uh, a new uke might say like, oh, I'm going to help them train the technique, so I'm going to push my elbow down so that way, you know, it's hard for them to get. But that's not what we want in Aikido. We don't want to force the technique. We want to apply the right technique when they're in the right position for it. And so a higher ranking person could more readily provide this, whereas a lower work, 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 uh, person doesn't understand what that attack is. I think, yeah, I think it's important to understand how much to give as a as an uke. So giving as in how much force to to give back when someone's, you know, so if someone's trying to apply an ikkyo, how much I should be, you know, pushing my arm back towards them to make it kind of difficult for them versus, you know, how much, how easily I should be thrown. And I think that, I don't know, just looking and reading on the internet and reading people's questions. I, I don't know, I see a lot of questions on Reddit from newer students who are confused about how much... Should I be trying to stop them? Right. Should I be letting right. them threaten yeah. you know? Right. right. Just, just compl like not really understanding how that all works. And I could see, as being a new person, how confusing that could be because especially if you've seen other martial arts where they're more sparring, you know, which is would be people trying, maybe not their hardest, but, you know, 
fifty percent, you know, and they're really trying to stop people from doing right, like rolling in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It's not, exactly. no one's trying to murder anyone, but they're giving resistance so they can learn to apply technique. Right, and I think I mean at least the way that most Aikido schools practice, there's not so much sparring happening, and it's more. You know, um, Sensei said, do well, know, so, Shomenuchi Ikkyo, and now everyone go do Shomenuchi Ikkyo. And so right, everyone... and especially when you're doing forms, yeah. you, there shouldn't be any of that at all, because it, right. it's a form, and you're learning this specific moment in, in, in time in the entirety of the mm-hmm. conflict. Um, and so some Aikido schools do have um, practices for that, you know, Rondoi, Jiyawaza, that sort of thing, where it is a little more spontaneous, and and you're not giving them, and I'm putting that in quotes because we all have some issues with talking about giving people, you know, what the technique or whatever. Um, but yeah, for the forms especially, um, you, you don't want to go on. You want to provide the appropriate amount of energy and and, and force. And unfortunately, that means as Nuke, you have to understand what that is. And I think a lot of times that's where the issue comes in. And you see a lot of people talking about like, oh, this technique, you know, ikkyo, nikkyo, whatever, doesn't work, mm-hmm. um, or it doesn't, it feels weird, and that's not because, it, I mean, it might be because the person uh, doing the technique isn't quite set up right. Most of the time, I think it's a new kimmy issue. The person right. is not giving them the proper uh, energy because if they did, the technique would set up and feel flawless. Right. I mean, the techniques yeah. work; mm-hmm. they're great. For that situation, if you're not right. using that situation, right. they won't feel good. That's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when I see people going, oh, you know, dealing with the the technique and trying to fix the technique, I'm like, no, fix the ukimi. Right. Right. And what's really confusing about that is, and, and this is a continuing thing about all aikido. Aikido is a, a art that's very centered around the openings and the timing of events. Right. So when timing of events happens and so you know if jo- when josh is saying oh you know like the ukimi is not right for that technique other people might say like oh well but in real life people are going to try and drop their elbow but in real life people aren't going to know what technique you're applying and by the time you're applying it if it's done correctly there won't be the opportunity mm-hmm. to then drop the elbow and if they do drop the elbow in real life and i'm putting that in quotes in real life you can change to another you technique. However, corporate. when you're doing the form of ikkyo, you cannot adapt and change to the technique. So in real life, again in quotes, um, uh, people don't can't tell the future. They can't tell what the nage is going to do. But in a form, the uke absolutely knows what the nage is going to do. So the uke can always thwart the nage. They can do it 100% of the time because they know nage is just going to try this series of events. Mm-hmm. And in real life, that's not true. Nage can do whatever fits the situation. So... Um, this is why it's better in lots of ways um, for learning to do the technique that a senior student do the do it because they know how to provide the right form for that. However, in Aikido, when we're training the role of uke, also being able to take a lot of force in your body and not be hurt, the way we do the practice is great yeah. because younger new people get to start learning how to fall really hard really soon. Right. And this gives them a, a jump up on how to take good ukemi, right. you know? Um, and that's what you see, you know, you see demonstrations. I, when I watch demonstrations, I'm never, uh, hardly ever impressed by the nage. I'm always impressed by the, right. the uke right. and how yeah. wonderfully they're able to move with the right. force and take the force that's given and put themselves in a situation where um, 
they're they're not hurt, you know. So you look at these awesome big falls, and you know we were just watching uh, the old Saito videos, and he's like literally throwing these guys across the yeah. mat, and and they're fine. They just roll and they pop up, and it, and it looks beautiful, and that's why we do the demonstrations, right? So people can see like this is what it should be. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that's how it's gonna unfold anywhere else other than in that demonstration. Right. I mean, one of the number one, you know, people like to criticize Aikido, you know, you see these, there's memes out there, there's all kinds of stuff out there criticizing Aikido. One thing you kind of consistently see is Aikido people fall really well. I remember uh, I went to study with a mixed martial arts teacher and he's like, you know, what have you done? And I was telling him and then, you know, I told him uh, I'm a black belt in Aikido and he's like, well, at least you can fall well. And uh, it's funny, I took that kind of as a slight at the moment, but then I realized like he, he didn't, this guy didn't think too much of Aikido, but he did think Aikido people can fall well. You know, it's like, like, you know, you'll be fine. I can throw you as hard as I want and you're not going to get right, hurt. Right. So it's like understanding that that's a valuable skill you're taking away from Aikido is an important thing and not going like, you know, practicality only means throwing people. No, practicality means not being beat up, right? Like that's for most of us, that's what practicality is really about. Right, like right. if someone put a lot of force into my body, can I, can I manage my body? Can I organize my body in such a way that it doesn't hurt me? Right. And you'll see this, uh, if ever you, you want to try it, um, and see if you take good ukemi or not. Um, have someone like uh, big and strong and who knows how to do this thing uh, give you like a good front uh, push kick uh, right to your chest right um, <laughs> and try to you know not get thrown down you know smashed against the ground or whatever right. um, I had that happen <gasps> to me and there's a video you know, there's video on YouTube you can see it. and I took and I wasn't all that good at ukemi at the time but I took one or two or three back rolls and um, you know it was a little bumpy but it was fine if you're not, uh, if you know you're not good at that, if someone kicks you, you fall down, you smack your head. Yeah. You, you put your arms down. You do all sorts of stupid stuff. So. So this is like 10, 11 years ago. Uh, uh, I, I had Josh put on this really big chest pad so he'd be safe, and then I just I did a big front kick, and it's great because I mean, he flies really far, and then he does beautiful back roll, pops up, 100% fine, you know. Um, and so this is a good example of like being able to put a ton of force into someone and it not hurting them, you yeah. know. Beside the force of actually getting yeah, kicked. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the skill that you're learning when you're learning how to take ukemi is the same skill that you end up applying when you're the nage, when you're the person being attacked. Um, that skill of being able to take force and instead of, uh, you know, fight against it, just, okay, I'll move right. there. You know, I'll, right. I won't be there. You right. know? Being and able it's the to same, redirect it. As right. you were talking about earlier, you know, in a real life, quote unquote, situation, um, you know, some you're trying to do your ikkyo and somebody pushes their, their elbow down. Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to keep trying to force right. this ikkyo on someone who right. may is who may be bigger and stronger than me. Instead, you know, go straight to nikkyo or whatever it is. Um, so that just the mentality uh, that you have to have as an uke, I feel transfers so so well to um, being the nage, being the person attacked. Um, you know, it's all the same. Right, right. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about um, how to be a good uke then. Because okay. this is a question that comes up, right? I think you were alluding to this earlier. Where yeah. We were like, so what Like, what do I do to be a good uke? And we've heard, I think anyone who's trained at all, like, hey, am I, am I doing this Oh, man, right? I am remember I, being a fifth Q. good uke me or whatever? Being a fifth Q and, you know, really wanting to be great at Aikido yeah. and wanting to yeah. give my best and do whatever it took to be good at Aikido and going up to and pulling one of the needons aside. And I said, hey, Steve, um, am I a good uke? 
And he was like, what? And I was like, I don't know if I'm doing good. And he like had a big smile because, you know, he knew I was eager and, you know, healthy and agile and, you know, like, so, so he's like, yeah, dude, you're doing a great job. And I was like, I don't know if I'm, am I, am I falling too easy? Is it too hard to throw? Like what's, you know, like, and being really confused about what that meant to take good ukemi. Um, and then, uh, you know, like we talked, uh, about this just a second ago that, you know, if you don't know what the right energy for the technique is, it's kind of impossible to take perfect ukemi for it because, you know, like if a senior student's taking an ikkyo, they know what a good ikkyo would be and a bad ikkyo would be, and they're blocking you in the appropriate way. Mm -hmm. and, and a junior student might not know that. So how does a junior student who doesn't quite know the techniques as well, how do they take the optimal yeah. aikido? That's yeah. or the optimal ukimi is the question. And like you know what I always tell people is you want to train yourself to take a very neutral ukimi, meaning that if someone were to push you, you bend in the way that you naturally would yield to the force. If they were to let go of you, you would spring right back up to standing, right? So you're not resisting them in any way, um, but you're also not just crumpling down on the ground as soon as someone touches you. So you should be kind of like a spring. And, and like I'd say, this is like a neutral kind of ukimi where when force is applied to me, I move with the force. Um, but when the force is removed, I'll spring back to my natural normal position. And I think this is a good kind of training for what we were just talking about, the practical ability to take force and move with the force. And I would say that this is the quality of Jiu, you know, like Jiu from Jiu-Jitsu, Jiu-Do, that, like, that springy quality. That's a, an initial quality you want to be able to exhibit in Ukimi. And then uh, my biggest advice, I think, would be uh, for people just to be open on uh, in both roles when they're training, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of times you'll see people, this happens, I've seen it most in weapons training, uh, yeah. but other stuff as well. Um, you know, when I'm the nage, I'm doing the thing. So I'm very focused and I'm on it, you know. On the flip side, uh, when I'm doing it, okay, and, uh, who cares, here, grabber, you know, I'll, right. I'll grab you. But I'm not having that same sort of attention. So being able to put the same sort of attention in uh, on both sides and then really being paying attention to um, what's being done to you as you're the uke, right? Um, and also on the flip side, when you're doing the technique, how is that affecting your partner uh, as the uke? That's what you want to be able to feel back and forth, right? right. Um, right. So if you can have something done on you and feel like mm -hmm. how what, what that feels like, um, and also you can do it on someone and feel like, oh, okay, he's putting his body in this kind of configuration. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I need to do. Yeah, you're not only training you and how to use your body and how to move your body in the safest of ways, but also um, how to be sensitive. Um, and I feel like the sensitivity yeah, thing yeah. Is, is important because, like I said earlier, like you're using that sensitivity <clears throat> as, as the nage, but training your ability to be tuned into what's going on um, always, yeah. you know, right. will overall affect your that, sensitivity right. in a positive this is the cult way. View, yeah. You know? yeah. And that, and that's difficult sometimes because I know for me, it's like, um, we, this happens a lot where um, I'll, I'll be nage and I'll be doing the te technique. And as soon as I'm done uh, doing the technique, then my mind starts to play like, okay, did I do, what did I do? How did they feel? Blah, blah, blah. Right. So that by the time I'm now switching to the role of uke, um, my mind is someplace else kind of, you know, right. and I have to rein right. myself in and bring it back and be like, no, okay, now I have to focus on, on what I'm doing for uh, my partner. So I think that's a big thing is being able yeah. to like always be present while you're on the mat. Yes. Um, regardless of what you're doing off the mat, 
take your time to, you know, call through what happened, experiences. And this that happened with us the other day, actually. Yeah. So I was thinking, I feel like it's, it's especially easy to understand um, if you do weapons work in your school um, with the Bokan and Joe, like when you're working on forms or something, I feel like it's especially like, cause you have these big weapons in your hands, like your attention has to be that much more focused right. as we're swinging, swinging around these big swords or whatever. Um, the other day we were doing, it was a group of three of us and we were uh, practicing a form that required all three people. And one person is in the back and the other two people are facing each other. And uh, the person that we were working with, you know, she was running what she had just done before in her head. And, and you know, I, we all do this. I could tell that she was like thinking really hard about, oh, I'm messed up on this thing and that thing. And then when it came to her part of, oops, I'm supposed to be swinging at Josh's right, head. Right, right, right. She wasn't there to swing at Josh's head. And he came around to block and she wasn't there. And, um, you know, I think that's a, just a perfect example yeah. of what Josh is saying. Which Not is, being in the moment. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, being, yeah, 100% being in that moment. Um, but I think also what I was going to say earlier, I don't know how relevant this is now, um, but just understanding, I think weapons really drives that point home of understanding both sides of the situation. And so when you're doing a form in weapons, you have to know both sides and really committing to each attack makes the form look good, makes right. it real right um in that you know real in quotes right real right, in quotes right, right. but like you know makes it like i can't fake hit i have to really hit because that will allow you to block me right. and then knock my sword away and that's you know each piece has to be a hundred percent commitment to that the thing that you're doing um and i think that it's that's easily more lost when we're doing non-weapons yeah, things yeah, yeah. yeah because it's easy to go like, well, I know that they're going to put their hand up. So like, I'm not really going to show them into the head. And that's right. why it's super nice, you know, every once in a while, especially when you're working with a new person to just not do the technique and let them hit you in the head. Yep. So you really know, okay, you really got to mean it. You really got to right. hit me there. Right. Um, so I think if you get the <clears throat> chance to do weapons, like it express, like it, you realize even more that you have to mean every right. piece of it on yeah, both sides. That, right. 100% uh, uh, commitment, zero attachment. Yeah. Uh, yep. 100% uh, committed, zero attached. And I, I think that's, you know, uh, should be a hallmark of Aikido stuff. You know, yeah. I'm ready to adapt to anything that comes, but I'm going to try everything all, all out. Yeah. Um, one of the other things I was going to say when we were talking about, you know, like um, uh, learning from the Ukimi side. So, you know, I start out doing Iwama style Aikido and, and you know, Iwama has this kind of feeling in it where uh, you want to resist all the techniques and so that way they can really learn to, to line and be strong and, and powerfully go through, you know, whatever attack you have, you know. And I really relish that, you know, being young and strong and really enjoying like giving my hardest grab and resisting the techniques as much as I could. And I remember my teacher called me in the office and he was like, hey, Chris, I notice you resist the techniques a lot. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, uh, if you want to get really good at Aikido, you, you've got to stop doing that. Um, and I was like, what? And he's like, he's like, yeah. And I said, well, you know, all my partners really like it. I clear it with them. It's not like I would do that to someone, you know, to be a jerk and like I'm not, you know, hurting anyone's feelings. Like my partners all like that because you know they feel like they're really getting good going through the techniques. He's like, okay, that's fine. But if you want to get good at Aikido, you need to stop resisting them all the time. And I was like, what do you mean by resist? He's like, you need to fall down for everything they do. And I was like, what? And I remember like being kind of pissed, you know? Like I was like, this is stupid because uh, I'm not getting better at resisting techniques and they're not getting better at doing a technique that someone's resisting, you know? Like this is stupid, you know? But I wanted to be a good Aikido student, right? 
He said it. He's my teacher. I do it. So I did that. And I remember being real upset at first and then slowly realizing that when I stopped fighting everything they did, I found holes in their techniques. I found how they were moving. I found what made people lose their balance because I wasn't working so hard to resist. I now could feel so much more stuff. And that opened up me being Nage. Like it didn't, it didn't, you know, my Ukimi was cool because it became kind of neutral and I could move with everything, which was great. But like it opened up being Nage for me so much because then I knew when people were resisting me where the holes and gaps mm-hmm. were because I had felt it through the non-resisting side. So I could feel where the pressure would build up and relax and build up and relax. And it got made me a lot better. And so like taking Ukimi actually informs you being Nage right, as well. Right, and that's yeah, an important thing yeah. to remember. Um, was there anything, I mean, we kind of went over this, uh, student side. Is there anything on the, um, you know, for the, um, instructor side in trying to impart some of these things to students? You know, I have a, I struggle with this as an instructor, I think a, a lot, which is like, I know the thing, I can feel it for myself, but like, how do I talk about it in a way that gets it? across to students or, or are there exercises I can do to help people, you know, understand this thing that we're talking about? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the important things, and this is recently, I was talking to you about like what I really wanted you to emphasize more in the basics class is telling students when they're taking Kimmy that you're learning to fall, right? Not that like, look, I'm such an awesome Nage that you, you have to fall for this, you know, that like, Look, you're learning to fall. And I think, you know, like explain to people too what high falls are. I think a lot of people, even people who have taken a lot of high falls, think that high falls are because the throw was done so amazingly that you're forced to fly through the air. And I know I you know people a lot of times get upset when they're like, oh, you know, like someone said I was jumping. I wasn't jumping. I got really high. You know, someone really threw me in a high yeah, fall. Right. No, you were jumping. Um, and the reason you're jumping is because that force was being applied so fast to your wrist or something that if you didn't jump, right. that force would have built right. up in you. And so explain to people that like the Ukimi is a training. And so like look at it as a training instead of thinking like, you know, it shouldn't be – and, and this is kind of a shame too. Like when you look at videos like Josh was talking about, like when he looks at videos of, of uh, awesome Aikido people – that he's less impressed by the nage than he is by the uke. And it's a shame because we always give the credit to the the, the, the nage, nage, you yeah. know? So it's always like, you know, X shihan is so awesome because uh, look at how they throw people. And it's like, no, look at what a good job X shihan yeah. did of training yeah. his ukes. Right. That's what it should right. be. Right. I mean, and, that, and really, truthfully, that should be 100%. That's, that should be the uh, how we judge uh, instructors. It's like, yeah, look at, look at that guy and how he's able to sort of turn on a dime uh, in the air and land in such a way that uh, totally is safe. completely like um, there's no force going into him and he's completely safe and he can spring back up and attack again or whatever needs to be done, you know? Right. Um, that yeah, to me is yeah. way more impressive than showing someone like, oh yeah, I can do a really awesome code of guys because truthfully, um, you know, you you apply that code of guys to someone uh, who isn't taking great ukimi, it's just going to you know, it's just going to twist their, their wrist. I mean, or, you know, whatever. We've and, done it and yeah. seen it. I remember uh, one time when I was this was back when I was training in the park. Uh, some guy had read a bunch of stuff about me online, and so he came to the park and he was like, "It's like, hey, I, I kind of I would be interested maybe in being your student, but can you show me how some of this stuff works?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess, you know." And like, you know, at that point, I was fresh back from doing MMA, and I was like, "Whatever, dude. I mean, you know, I'll do whatever to you." And um, 
He was like, well, that Shionage thing, can you do that for real? And I was like, yeah, I can do it for real. And so uh, I did it, and, you know, he didn't know how to take a, a Shionage high fall. And so he got twisted and crumpled, and it looked ugly as could right. be. And, and he it, got a little he banged hurt. up. Yeah, got and, you know, like, you know, it wasn't a pretty thing at yeah, all. Yeah. And that's what it looks like when someone doesn't, doesn't know how to know, take right. a kimmy. And, you know, me, I was just like, yeah, whatever, I'll throw you as hard as I right. And then I did that, and I felt kind of bad. I was like, this was stupid, Chris. Like, you, you kind of hurt this guy. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, and so, like, not understanding that, or understanding that, like, half of the practice is about being a good uke, being able to take tons of force and being safe. That's important. Yeah, and being okay with that. Like, just, this is what we're going to learn yeah. today. And, you know, like, teachers worry about telling people what's practical. What's practical is learning to fall. It's yeah. the most practical thing freaking ever. Josh loves to get mad at skateboarders because they watch videos of skateboarders and be like, true. these guys can't fall. They're going to break their arms. These guys are stupid. And then, like, every time someone snaps their arm, he's like, yep, see, look at that. That's not how you're supposed to fall, you know? That's um, how I broke my arm. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny because you I would think – you would think that uh, <laughs> that skateboarders would uh, – like that would be the first thing they would learn. It's like how to fall. But you see a bunch of skateboarders, uh, you know, the skate – the board shoots out from under them, and the first thing they do is put their hand out, you know, so. Yeah. It was funny. I remember when, when parkour started to really come onto the scene, and, uh, you know, people were blown away by they could they could roll on concrete yeah, and yeah. stuff. And I remember hanging out with some Aikido guys and being like, do that all the time. There's right, no, right, no right. thing, you know? And if you look, they, I mean, they, that's, they do the same thing. It's the thing same kind of roll, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's how you protect yourself, even on hard materials and everything. And Aikido mm -hmm. gives you the opportunity to practice that over and over and over so it becomes natural. Your unconscious mind learns how to fall safely. So do your thousand rolls and be happy yeah. with it. Right, right. <laughs> okay, so how, getting back to uh, Josh's question, how do we – help instructors explain ukemi to their new students i mean so my number one thing is uh keep a neutral body they're learning to fall so like you know don't resist the techniques because you're learning to fall mm -hmm. um and i would say with new students you're you're that's what you're mainly working on and that's you know for a new student the like i think one of the big first achievements is for a lot of students you know and there's some people who come in athletic but a lot of students like taking a good right. role yeah. a good forward role that's a big thing for a lot of people, like especially like some office worker or someone who's getting kind of older. Like learning to take that first perfect soft roll that doesn't hurt is like awesome. Uh, ask around the first time uh, with other people. The first time I could roll on concrete, like I was out and just roll on the street or on the sidewalk or whatever. It was like, yep. And then I, it was like that's how I knew I had made like made it. You know, it was like I can roll on I roll out in that parking. You want to see me roll? Like I'll do it right here in the parking. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I think that's a hundred percent. You know. And kind of building from there. Um, okay, anything else? I mean, I think I think we kind of covered this pretty well in my mind, anyway. For people, um, they might have some questions or whatever. But yeah, and you're also always welcome to ask us questions. Yeah. Uh, below, I guess below is it below? Is it, I don't yeah. know. I don't even is know it below? It is. People can yeah. link below. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but but ask. You can ask us questions, and you can also uh, find us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. Um, Aikidostudent.com. Yeah, Aikido which um, is coming up with hopefully going to be released in February. We've got some new stuff coming up on Aikidostudent.com, and it should be really good. I'm excited. Do we want to talk a little bit about uh, that? So uh, analytics for the podcast have been doing really well. Oh, yeah, they have. Um, Thank you. We've got a lot like, of new uh, listeners. It's taken off. And, uh, um, so I think uh, Jacksonville, Florida, we had a lot of yeah. uh, listeners from there. Thanks, Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, thank you, Jacksonville. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, and then uh, Miles Kessler is our most listened listener. So that's all the way from awesome Israel. Shout out. So yeah. appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, it's doing great. Like the last uh, uh, podcast. 
got 200 listens in less than a week. And I mean, I don't know, for a real podcaster. Yeah, right. But that sounds pretty good to me. That's like, cool. That's super cool. Yeah. But but that's awesome. It's really great. And uh, I feel like this is a good way to kind of communicate and talk to Aikido people in in a casual way that we don't have to feel like we're in the dojo and being super strict and rigid. So, uh, yeah, so go ahead and subscribe if you haven't subscribed so you can get the new podcast every time it comes out. Uh, leave us a review or comment uh, wherever you get yeah, your wherever podcast from. We are on iTunes, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Play. Um, iHeartRadio, nice. Podtail, SoundCloud. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to listen to pod, if it's easier for you to listen to podcasts there, then SoundCloud, you feel free to do that. Um, we're always looking for reviews and things on all of those. Um, so yeah, check us out. We would love to hear from you as well. So yeah, uh, we have the Patreon page if people are interested. Oh, that's in right. Yeah, no, that's really good because someone was asking. I saw someone asking about um, listening to back episodes that had uh, been kind of archived. Um, and we're actually trying with, uh, through our Patreon uh, to earn enough money, uh, and it sounds really stupid, but to pay for SoundCloud, uh, an extended SoundCloud service so we can have more than you know the four or whatever that are up. And then also we'd like to get some better equipment for ourselves right. in terms of this recording, just to make it sound a little... And um, basically, they're, they're all going to be archived on IQStudent.com anyway, so they're free. But if you want to just easily be able to click from where you are now to listen to back episodes, that's what this is for. Uh, and then, and then, if you think this sounds a little crappy, which it could sound better, um, we, we would like to get some more microphones. But and, yeah, yeah, there it is. So, all right, thank you guys. All right, yeah, thanks. Awesome. <laughs>